Hey Rockstar, welcome. This is a storytelling platform designed to empower you to build yourself up physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, and financially. Why stories? Because stories live on. They are eternal. They are a powerful reminder of what one can accomplish when opportunity presents itself. So listen carefully, learn the lessons, apply them to the big five, and become the rock star of your industry. Yo, everyone, welcome, welcome back. If it's your first time here, um, welcome. My name's Josafat Emiliano. Uh, Miguel's not here, actually, Miguel's over there. And you are now watching Hey Rockstar. It is probably going to be your favorite show from now on. Thank you for coming. Uh, Who are we? What are we? We're just a show that we promote great stories. My stories and the stories of other rock stars who are just killing it in their industries. Um, And these stories, what, what they're designed to do is to inspire you to grow physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, and financially. And then we can, we want you to take all that, apply it to your life so that then you can go and first of all, detach from failure, take ownership, and develop the right mindset, the rock star mindset for your industry. That's it. That's that's the clean cut intro to this show. I don't want to take more time because I have a very special guest today. This is episode 42. It is another interview with a rock star. And the rock star we have today, whoo, He's been traveling all day, and I'm glad we finally got a hold of him to come to our show. So go ahead and sit back, relax. If it is your first time, please do the thing. Show the love, the like, subscribe, the share, all that good stuff. If you are a returning uh, satisfied customer, go ahead and share right now with your friends. Let them know, hey, we, we got some value that's about to go on. All right, so let's get on with the show. Episode 42, Interview with the Rockstar. My rock star today is a man who I've had a chance to get to meet and to see perform as a media person. He's been on the other side of my camera. The 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 energy that this person brings to the table it is amazing. It inspires me, makes me feel young just watching him dance around and perform. He is a rock star when it comes to music, a literal rock star, y'all. He's also involved in ministry. Uh, uh, you know, we love those kind of rock stars too, but I just found out that when it comes to athletics and sports, this man also knows how to do hoops. He knows how to play ball. So guys, if you're ready for a challenge, if you're ready to be stretched, Tune in your ears and help me, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, help me welcome Lorenzo Baylor. Yo. <laughs> Yo, look at that. You got the rock star vibe going, my man. You came out with the glasses. And I said, okay, I got to try to, uh, you know, I got to try to, I got to try to step it up. You do. You do. You look good. You look good. Welcome, Lorenzo, to Hey Rockstar. And, uh, well, I know a little bit about you, but, you know, my audience, some might know you, some might not. By the way, before I move forward, I forgot to say this before the show, but I want to let you know, I talked to Drew earlier. I know you've been on her podcast, and she wanted to make sure I told you what's up. Oh, Drew, what up? 
And uh, we were talking uh, next season, entering next season, I'm going to bring her on my show because uh, awesome. this season's almost over. Entering t- August is my last month, and then September is season two for Hey Rockstar. Okay. And I already told her I'm going to put her on that list to bring her in for that season. It's been Drew fun, man. But Lorenzo, I could talk all I could talk all day about me and what I'm all about, but today I want to highlight you and your story. So if you don't mind, just kind of share us a little bit about your story and where you're at today. Yeah. Um, so I'm Lorenzo Baylor. Um I live here in Nashville by way of St. Louis, Missouri. Mm. Uh born and raised. Um so my family still lives to this day. Um uh I was um uh, you know, I'm 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 a I'm a church kid at heart. I'm a church kid through and through. Grew up in church. Uh grew up um in ministry my whole mm-hmm. life. Uh my uh family's church in St. Louis Faith Miracle Temple is where I was you know, raised and you know involved in everything. My my uh, grandfather started the church fifty plus years ago now. Wow. Um, yeah, 50 plus years ago. And uh, he, when he passed away, he passed away before I was born. Never had a chance to meet him. But my, his sons, um, um, Larry, uh, Marlon and David and my dad, Lorenzo, kind of take, you know, have taken it on and, 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 and uh, carried on that, that, that ministry legacy. And so that's where, you know, I, I was born in the pews, you know, uh, for what, all that, what all that means. And so, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time, um, you know, being trained. My dad is one of, my dad is one of nine children. Wow. So he, he has, um, six brothers, uh, four of which being older and the other two being, um, younger and two sisters so he came from a big family so you when i i'm sure over the course of us talking today i'll mention uncles yeah. it's, it's one of those one of those six you know uh and then um, brother i understand family. my dad's the oldest of eight. Oh yeah and so yeah yeah i totally get that so let's let's talk family i love with this yeah. conversation we have a lot of similarities already i love yeah. where this is going carry on yeah so uh come from a big big family but me myself um, you know, I only grew up with a younger sister. I do have mm-hmm. an older brother, but I grew up in, you know, in, in my home was a younger sister. So, uh, you know, I didn't grow up in with a lot of siblings, but I grew up with a lot of cousins. Mm-hmm. So all of his brothers, they decided him and his brothers and they decided, you know, we're not going to have a bunch of kids like my, like our parents. So they they pretty much were two and done, two and done, maybe three. I think three is the max for for all of them, uh, two to three. Uh, so I grew up with a lot of cousins, and we grew up close, you know, like brothers and sisters. Uh, I'm sure you you have the same. You got you know, yeah, cousins that you know were at each other's house and parties and holidays. So Christmas, all that was, grandma's Christmas house was packed. Is, oh, grandma's house is always packed. So. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, that's that's kind of how I came up, and you know, uh, yeah, church was my life, ministry is my life, it still is to this day. Uh, you know, obviously I do music outside of that, uh, 
in, you know, not outside of it. I shouldn't say that, but I do music, but ministry is still a, a huge, huge part of my life. You know, even being here in Nashville, going to the uh, Belonging Co. where, you know, you know, we have a lot of fun and it's uh, just a, a very, very just powerful times. It's, it's just a good time. Good time. How, how long have you been in Nashville? Three years. Right. Three years. Um, as of March, I moved um, March of 2018. Sweet. Um, and I got to ask, what exactly brought you or, or or what was the story behind that that brought you to Nashville? Yeah. Uh, so I feel like, you know, I hear this similar story around around our church. So I, gotcha. I grew up, I, you know, I mentioned before I grew up in church. So I grew up leading worship at my in my family's church. Um, started with the youth group, uh, started with our youth group. And, you know, when I was 13, 13 years old uh, and um, it did that for years. And then I went to school. So I'm, I have a very I have an uncle that's very impactful to my life. His name is Terry. Terrence is his name, but we call him Terry for short. And so Terry uh, started me um, on this path when I was probably before I was 13, when I was very young. And so um, he was the youth pastor at our church at the time. And so all of us, all our friends that, you know, were interested in music in any kind of way, um, we, you know, we were under his wing. And so um, I'm trying to keep my stories condensed, but, you know, it, <laughs> uh, but um, at, in that youth group, uh, over time, uh, he stepped away, uh, you know, to uh, spend more time with his family and work. And, you know, he, now he lives in Houston, Texas. Oh, and so uh, that's my around that land. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was um, uh, maybe in my early 20s, I started doing worship full, you know, full time. And, you know, as far as, you know, I stopped doing the youth group uh, and then I started with, you know, big people church big, with, with the adults. So I was very young. And again, I was, this is a family church. So but it wasn't a situation where it was like, uh, you know, nepotism or, you know, mm. just because I was the pastor's nephew or you know all that you know i really he really instilled a lot of great values and and he prepared me for that space so i did that for uh, a lot of years and i went to school in st louis um uh, and uh over time you know it was just a situation where you know it was just time to move on um it was just time to move on so i spent a year uh, at another ministry that I would try and go to um, with my uh, good friend, um, and he, you know, I started as the ministry is called Grace Church St. Louis. So um, I spent a year there, and uh, within that time, my one of my dad's younger brother, his name is Marcus, who's a musician, jazz musician, and his wife have a band. Oh, nice. Who's very been very influential in my life. You know, he he's the one who. Um, you know, train. You know, he he's got me into songwriting. He got me into, uh, you know, just how to be a professional. He's toured the world, playing. You know, doing music. So he trained me. So he started to hear some of the songs that I had been writing at the time, and he said, "You should think about Nashville." Now I had never considered <laughs> Nashville. In fact, I wanted to go to the East Coast. He lives in um, 
New Jersey. And then at the time, my sister lived in New York. So I thought I wanted to go somewhere in between there. Uh, and so uh, I wanted to think about going east. So he's like, you should think about going to Nashville. So my parents came to Nashville for a church convention one year. This was 2016, maybe 2017, 2017 for sure. It's 2017. So they came for a church convention and I came with them. And cause I, you know, at that, he had mentioned Nashville. I was like, let me just go see what it's like. Uh, and I didn't really do that much. Actually, we were at Opry, Opry land, hmm. you know, the big resort here in yeah. town. Uh, and we went around a little bit, but not, I didn't do like this excursion of Nashville like that. Uh, and so, but being here, it was just something that kind of called, it was just kind of that still small voice that was just kind of like, this is where you're going to live. And so uh, I think six months later, I was packing up, packing up everything and, and moving. Uh, and that's how I got here. Um, and that was three years ago now. Oh, what conference was this? Or com- you said conference, right? Or convention? It was a convention. So uh, there's an organization uh, in the state, actually, they're worldwide. It's called the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World, PAW Ooh. for short. And uh, they came for that conference, that convention, which was being held at Opry. Um, and uh, that was the organization my grandfather, when he, when it was his ministry, uh, you know, all those years ago, was a part of, all the way up until my uncle, who pastors it now, was there for some time before uh, the church uh, decided to start their own uh, you know, network of churches. So, um, yeah, so deep, deep, deep ties to the PAW. Shouts out to any PAW people who may be watching. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So. All right. So now I'm following your story. You are now in a new place, which comes with its own challenges. It's it's Absolutely. its own ability to adapt because it's it's different from here from St. Louis. And now that I think about it, I should have worn my Cardinals hat. I do have one. <laughs> Uh, my best friend is a Cardinals fan. Um, actually, honestly, when it comes to baseball, I have really no. I, I mean, I would claim I'm a Rangers fan just simply because I lived next to the stadium for so many years, and I'd go to their shows or not the shows, their games. Uh, everything's a show to me, man. But uh, but but uh, I did have Cardinals just because it matched some of the wear, the gear I have, and I I. But but other than that, um, yeah. Anyway, I got it. I got an LA Dodgers hat. You know, I grew up in St. Louis. I'm a Cardinals fan, but so I was having this conversation with a with a man I met in Florida. He's it's like some hats just look good. They just got this just a good looking hat. Just a good looking hat. So I'm not mad at you. All right. So now you're in Nashville. What kind of when you first got here, did you have um many connections or did you find yourself having to kind of start all over from from where you were at? Yeah. Um, I started over. It was a really start, a, a fresh start uh, for me. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm not that I moved here when I was 28 years. No, I was 27 going on 28. I moved on the week that, of my birthday. The week I was turning 28, I moved to Nashville. So um, I didn't know anybody. My family, entire family lives in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I'm not gonna. I take that back. I I knew a couple people, but I'll get to that. Um, but my family, like in terms of my blood, my immediate family and my extended family, all live in St. Louis, um, with the exception for some who live on the East Coast. Uh, 
Um, so I didn't know anybody coming to town. It's not like a situation where uh, I had, you know, hey, come down here and we'll get you set up with this, this and that. It was literally a fate move in terms of just this is where I feel like God is calling me to be. So, um, yeah, I didn't know anybody. And uh, except for um, two friends, um, uh, my friend Evan and my uh, friend Theo. But my friend Theo lives in Murfreesboro, which is like half an hour outside yeah. of Nashville. And then my friend Evan, who lived in town at the time, he, he's actually, um, he's him and his family moved back to St. Louis recently. But um, I, and he's how I got to the belonging. Evan is how I okay. got to the belonging in the first place. I didn't know anything about the belonging before I came. I wonder if I remember who he was. Uh, and so uh, Evan is a phenomenal drummer. Um, so I knew him and, um, he, 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 you know, I spent some time with him, but I didn't see them much cause my friend Theo has a family and my friend Evan has a family. So, you know, with that, you know, you don't get to see, you know, I, I'm single. So, you know, I'm, you know, I came here, it was just me. And so, uh, you know, I didn't get to spend a ton of time with him, um, just because, you know, he's busy. And, um, you know, I'm the type that's like, hey, man, you know, I don't want to, I never want to feel like, uh, I'm, you know, clinging on to somebody. Gotcha, that's gotcha. That's probably a deeper, deeper issue that we won't go, <laughs> go into that. But, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I, I I didn't know much of anybody. So, um, you know, it was a real, real interesting transition for me, uh, psychologically because I come from a big family. Not only that, I come from a church where I grew up my whole life. So yeah. when you're in a situation like that, um, you're not really uh, struggling for friends. You're not trying to make friends so much. They're kind of almost built in, you know? Uh, you, 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 Everybody knows who you are. You, you're the, you're, you know, the pastor's nephew. My dad's a deacon at the church. Every, and, my dad has a big personality, so everybody knows him. So everybody knows, oh, that's 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 Deacon Lorenzo's son. You know, I'm a junior. I'm named after my dad. So everybody knows that's Deacon Lorenzo's son. Then everybody knows that's little Lorenzo who sings. And then it's Lorenzo who leads worship. And then so it's it's never a situation where uh, I had to, you know, start from scratch like that. Nashville was the first time. Um, Cut me off if I'm talking too much. No, no. I want to ask, what kind of challenges did you first find when you first got here that, yeah, that you so, needed to move forward through? Absolutely. In that, I've experienced for the first time moving to Nashville stuff. I never felt like loneliness, okay. uh, and um, which kind of brought me down, brought my energy down. You know, I'm an introvert by nature, so I'm not gonna. Uh, you know, Could have fooled me, but but then again, yeah, I, I, I'm a magnetic <laughs> person, so yeah, I I I I I, I, I uh, describe myself as a uh, outgoing introvert, so Ooh, I know how to have a I good like time. That. I know how to have a good time, but I tend to uh, get my energy from just kind of being by myself, which is you know. So, but in that moving to Nashville, I felt you know those feelings of loneliness. Uh, which kind of started, kind of start to feel a little like depression, but I didn't go off into full depression. Yeah. Um, but it was it was interesting because 
uh, yeah, it was start from scratch. And, you know, it was that uncertainty of, you know, did I make the right move? Did I hear, did I hear God like I thought I did, you know? So you have that, um, you have that type of situation. So I really dealt with that a lot early on. Uh, that was like the first probably six months of me uh, moving to Nashville was kind of like, oh man, I don't, you know, and then, you know, getting encouragement from friends and family, like, you know, just hanging in. But it was, it was tough. Early on, cool. Sure. And what kind of victories did you start seeing with, with given the time that you had? What was like the first time you're like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I, I can do this kind of situation. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was, um, so here's 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 where I, how I am host for that. It's 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 I'm never one to even though I, you know I feel that 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 sense of loneliness depression. Um, I, it never was a situation where I was like, okay, I'm always like, hey, I'm I'm here. Let's just find a way to deal with it. That's 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 how I am. And so the first victory, and the first sense of relief that I had from those feelings was um so if you don't mind i'll backtrack a little bit so ahead, when i first ahead. moved to t- when i mer- when i moved to nashville um uh, my friend evan was already going to the belonging uh he was um doing production and so i moved on a saturday sunday came and he was like bro come to church now this is before again i didn't know anything about the belonging now at that time uh, we only did evening services at the Belonging. It was the 4 p.m. and the 7 p.m. I'm not. When did you come to to the Belonging? I've been there for five years now. So five I started Rocket so Town. Been... I, I I when I started, it was only Tuesdays, and they had just launched. Well, before I, um, they were just about to launch the Sunday 4 p.m. Yeah. And they couldn't do the morning because they had another church meeting there. Exactly. And but at the time, I was going to another church, uh, my cousin's church. Uh, on Sundays, and I'd come to Rocket Town or to the Belonging for Tuesdays until a certain Easter happened where I made the decision. I went to the uh, same thing, same story about loneliness, and I can actually share this to kind of um, yeah. get to you. It was on an Easter Sunday. I went early to, to my cousin's church, and nothing against them. It's just everyone already had plans. You know, They had things going on. Even my cousin, um, his fiance at the time, they were going to go meet with his, his fiance's family. So, you know, Easter Sunday, everyone left. I was like the last person in this mega church, and I felt very alone. I walked down the hallway. Usually there's people lingering, talking there, and no one was there. I went to their coffee shop. They closed down early. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going home. I went to home. My roommate... Um, went to spend Easter with his parents. They live about an hour away. So I was literally alone on Sunday, on Easter Sunday. I tried to take my Sunday nap. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. And I'm just tossing, turning, and finally I'm like, you know what? I think, I think I'll go check out the belonging uh, on, on their Sunday service. I know they just started Sunday service. Why not? And mm-hmm. if I go right now, I'll make it in time for for their 4 p.m. service. I went and. Uh, Robert DeGrange was the first one who just kind of saw me like host oh, fan. I met him through a men's breakfast. He's like, Hey, what do you get? What are you doing after church? And I'm like, I have no plans. He goes, a few of us are going to go check out this new restaurant and, and you're welcome to join us. And I went, I remember it was like 20 of us went to this place and it was just fun. It was, it was great. I, 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 I made contacts, exchanged numbers with people, added Facebook friends. And I remember leaving that, uh, get together feeling full of community, feeling full of not feeling lonely anymore. That's when I decided, you know what? 
if I if I need to plant somewhere, I'm going to plant at this church, and that's when I decided to make the belonging my my home church while I was here, and that's when I made the transition. But it was just that 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 same feeling. I was I was established, and I was I, and I'm an extrovert. I was going out of my way to make friends and and build community at this other church. But in the end, they all just kind of left me. And like, and although I really wasn't established at this church, I was just going because my cousin needed help with music. And finally, I'm like, well, this church, I found community, so I'm going to go with this one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was my story in a nutshell, how loneliness actually helped me find community. And that's yeah. when I decided this is the church. Because even though I was going to this other church, I was still kind of hopping and checking out different places because I wanted something different or something unique. Because this other church, it's good. But it was kind of from where I came from, and I was trying to—I was kind of burnt out from where I came from, yep. and I need something different. And even um, like like they always say, once you come in, the first thing pastors say is just take a break. You don't have to—we don't need you to to jump in. Just rest and let Holy Spirit do when He's still. And I did for six months. I rested before I started serving, and now, yep. well, you know, media. Absolutely. But that's my story on how I came to Beco. Uh, and I walked in. I remember the first time I walked in was on their second birthday party on a Tuesday, and they oh, had wow. donuts. And I'm like, "This is a this is a great way to welcome people." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, so you've been there five years. I came in year four. So the year I came, um, they were get, you know gearing up for the fourth. I don't think it was about that time yet, but close to it. it was so it was the one the after the, um, the Ryman. Because yeah. Ryman was the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the year after the Ryman. And so my friend was going there. Wait, was that T-Pack? Was the fourth T-Pack? Or was that fifth? I don't remember. I'm thinking, I'm thinking birthday parties. Yeah, I mean, we we had it at Rocket Town. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. At Rocket Town. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and so I came on this, I moved on a Saturday, packed in all my stuff. And you were doing great. You had a roommate. Um you know, I didn't. So I moved on my own and I was, I got my own apartment uh, and uh, moved on. You know, I was just kind of by myself. So he's like, come to church on Sunday. And then, you know, and so that was right when they were just doing the seven, the 4 p.m. the seven, that church was yeah. whatever ministry or whatever was going on in the morning was still doing yeah. that. Uh, so I was like, it was already like 354 five or something anyway so i was like uh yeah i'm gonna come next week this is before i knew anything about mm -hmm. church that they met at four and seven so i was like yeah i was thinking about coming next week he's like no come tonight uh there's a service at four and there's a service at seven i was like you know it's already 355 so i was like okay i'll come to the seven and when i came uh you know I, I, he was serving uh so i sat by myself kind of sat by myself and bro i was blown away i was blown away uh, now this is prior to all of the feelings that I had, you know, this is, I was, I was green. So I was just like, okay, here I am, new, new city. It's great. I got my friend Evan. He's gone. Anyway. Uh, so a few months in, uh, the, uh, what we have at our church, uh, called connect groups, uh, had just ended. So I was like, okay. Uh, I, you know, this so after a little bit of time, I decided to make TB Co my home church. I went to one other church, and I was just, it was fine. The church was cool, but I just didn't feel a connection. So my uh, my good friend back home said, 
I was like, hey, shouldn't I, I should be going to visit other churches, right? I mean, but she said, hey, if it's love at first sight, uh, <laughs> what, what are you doing? And so I said, you know what, you are right. So I decided to make TV Cold my home. You know, that's the church I was going to go to and, and really connect with. Uh, and so a few months goes by, the connect groups have just ended, you know, so I'm in that kind of feeling of despair and loneliness. Uh, the first relief from that was um, uh, the connect groups that came back around the following semester. So I tried to, I, I'm not like you, Josephat. So <laughs> how you tried to jump out there and just try to meet some people, I, I it's, it's very out of my personality, but I tried it. I tried it at the, so at the time, uh, 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 TV Co was starting its first round of uh, uh, doing their first summer sessions of DNA. They, it was going to be their first time doing it. Cool. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to that. I'm going to make some friends at, at DNA. DNA. You come I remember those. And I was, so my friend would usually go to the four. And so I still was going to the seven. So the nature of kind of church and, you know, any church can be, you know, there's, you know, everybody's very, if you come to the belonging, everybody's so nice. I, I don't think I've ever encountered anybody that wasn't friendly and nice at, at the belonging. I, I don't think I have. We got rid uh, of them. I, that I can remember. <laughs> that I can't remember. And so, until I met Jose Ben, he was <laughs> But, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, and so, uh, but everybody kind of has their groups, you know. You know, you have your friends, you talk to after church. So I would talk to somebody after church and leave and come back, and I would never see him because, you know, the church was really growing. It was really, it was growing. It's still growing. So you come yeah. back, you, would, you wouldn't see the same per people week after week. So I'm like, DNA, I'm going to make a friend. I'm jumping in, uh, and I'm going, you know, be that guy. Uh, that guy. Week, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first week, first two weeks, I met a guy, didn't see him again the following week. Same thing happened the following week. Third week of DNA, car breaks down on the highway. Engine blew. Oh, wow. Fourth week, had to go to Saint, back to St. Louis, got another car, came back. So I missed DNA. Connect groups come back around. I finally got connected in the connect group. That was the first time where I felt like, okay, I got, you know, and it was an instant connection. Uh, my connect group leader, Brian, shouts out to him. Uh, yeah. He got me into serving. He's got he got, he introduced me to Bear. Everybody knows Bear. Mm -hmm. uh, he introduced me to him. Bear got me into load in, load out. You know, at that time, uh, after church on a, a, a Tuesday night, um, we would break down everything, and you know, and they would put it back up again the following Sunday. So uh, you know, he got me in with that. And then I started doing stage managing, where I met Andrew Holt, uh, and you know. The rest is kind of history. And that. that's kind of where I met you. I remember just seeing you like handling the, the, the things on, on the side as a stage manager. Yep. And, and I remember asking you, hey, what's your name? And when you said Lorenzo, like, I like that name, Lorenzo. <laughs> I honestly, I thought you were like, like Cubano or, or Dominican because <laughs> you said I didn't, you didn't tell me last name. And, and to me, I, I, all the Lorenzos I know are all Latinos. And like, yeah, cool. I, I love the Latino community is close to my heart. Yeah, I love 
That's why I mean you connected so much. You know? The food is close to my heart, and the I gotta get that check so sometimes. The food is so close to my heart, which I'm thinking about right now. Oh man, yeah, I'm about to do some cooking here in a bit. But uh, no, let's. let's I actually, I kind of like where this is going. Uh, the importance of 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 finding your people, the importance of finding a community. So yeah. let's 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 just go with that, and 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 we'll move forward. Or other values. Um, now I know a lot of like strong leaders. We we try to. Um, to be he man, just try to do it all on our own, and 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 have you ever found yourself in that situation where you you might have tried on your own, but then you found out, you know what, this would work better if I have a team. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm still learning that lesson. Ah, I'm still learning it. You know, I'm again, I'm a very. Uh, I, I'm the per, I'm the type that um, I'm very impatient, uh, and it's something that I'm working on in terms. And God is working it into me. So whenever I feel like people are moving, I did a little rant on my uh, Instagram today about. Well, I better go check it out. Take a, yeah, uh, people who take a long time doing things, and that really bothers me. And I was, it really was more so about being in airport security and TSA today. And just people in front of you. So uh, I won't go off into that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, to like Pastor Henry. Yeah. <laughs> it was so aggravating. But anyway, people who um, I tend to like, you know, I, I, I don't like when I feel like, you know, I'm being pro- progress is being held up in any way. So I start trying to, uh, you know, do things like, okay, I'll do this. You know, I'll do it on my own. I'll do this, this, that. But you really need people in order to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Nobody's ever accomplished anything without the help of somebody else. Um, whether it's, you know, the people who we consider the greatest, Michael, you know, Michael Jordan. You needed Scottie Pippen. Um, and, you know, I needed I needed all the people that, that helped me, you know, and whether it's in music. Um, and now I'm able to serve you know, our church and, 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 and our leaders in a capacity, you know, and really develop, um, you know, and, and, and it's really a developmental time for me, you know, right now in the mm, developmental season yeah. for me. So, which is, which is extremely important, um, you know, and I don't take it lightly. So, um, yeah, in, in, in those situations, uh, I remember, um, you know, first coming to church and, 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 and that same kind of thing of, okay, uh, not even church, but just moving to Nashville. The nature of Nashville is, okay, how can I get, uh, into the scene? How can I get connected? How can I, and I remember pastor Henry, our pastor preached a message one time. He's in, in that message. He said, stop trying to, uh, make connections. Stop trying to, uh, to, what was the word he, he looked for a network? Because I was another thing that, um, you know, I had people and, you know, friends, you know, you, you got to network, network, network. He's like, stop trying to network. Uh, get in the presence of God and and, and, and allow the, the presence of God to uh, develop, relation, develop your relationships and, and develop. And, and, and I really, that really struck me. So everything that I've ever done up until the point, up to this point and been involved in, especially moving to Nashville, was really based on a genuine relationship me just getting to know 
a, a person, you know? Uh, and once I got to know them um, and their story and I found out, man, we have a lot in common or, man, that's interesting. That, that person said some things that I want to apply to my life and become friends and, and find out we got the same interest. Me and Andrew, me and Andrew Holt love basketball. We spend hours, and you, Andrew was on your show recently, on this show recently. And so me and him spend, me, him, and a couple, a few other people spend hours debating. Early in the morning. Early. Yeah. <laughs> we spend hours debating about who's the best, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I don't think I've had many music conversations, maybe a couple with with him but our but our connection came through basketball uh and and he's you know become somebody who's really dear dear to my heart him and his family and so it's not a situation where you know i can't you know i wanted to come in and say who can i connect with that help me get to this and that didn't work that didn't work for me i didn't feel comfortable in that um because i'm the type that really loves close relationships i like for people to feel like family because I come yeah. from a big family. So, um, uh, yeah, the, that aspect of, of, uh, trying to do it on my own or just trying to force my way into situations. It, it, it didn't yield great results. I'm not saying that there aren't people, there are people who do that and get and get far. It just wasn't yeah. for me. You know, I've, I've um, seen people come in with that hustle mindset. I also seen them get burned out, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I had the the perk that I didn't know who was who in any of those industries because before moving to Nashville, I was working with a nonprofit organization doing things in other countries. So I knew who was who in like in Mexico or in in Africa, kind of. But like I didn't yeah. know who was who here, and so I I was serving with people who just they wouldn't they wouldn't say who they were and just got to know yeah. him as a person and it, it is it's refreshing to know person as a person or nowadays i just assume everyone can do music so to me like oh you do music that's no big whoop tell me what else do you do uh today i was yeah. talking to someone from from uh who serves and like well what, what are you doing he goes well i play guitar like well besides that i mean what else do you do but yeah. he was telling me that, that literally legitimately that's what he does for as as his um um to pay the bills and such like he 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 pays or he plays for like studios and such. Oh, okay, cool. I can respect yeah. that. But what else do you like to do? And we, I try to have a conversation because I want depth. I want. I don't think we should be defined by what we accomplish. We we need to define ourselves by what we enjoy, by what we feel, by what we bring to the table, uh, intellectually and emotionally, and just you know, that kind of stuff. But so when people ask me, hey, what do you do for a living? Like, well, I mean, I sleep and I eat. I live by doing that. Yeah. And people are like, well. And you make money, like oh, you mean what I make from what what I do to pay the bills? What I do to make money? Then I'll tell yeah, them my I'll spiel. Tell you that, right. uh, yeah. But other than that, no, it's just it's it's funny um, that people just uh, that's the first go to. And so now you're starting to build. I love that though. I love that that you are not trying to intentionally network. You are just you you are building relationships. You you are being genuine. You're being true. You're talking to people down to earth. And whatever comes out of that, yeah. it seems and, a lot more uh, yeah, and I promising. Tried. I tried it. I, I remember going out to some different things around Nashville with, 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 with a friend. And he was, like, giving me the whole rundown. He's just like, this is how you network. This is what you do. You can uh, – you tell him. All the way down to, you know, he he's – you know, 
and I love, and I won't name his name, but he had on a t-shirt. He's like, this is, he's like, this, he had on like a t-shirt or what it, whatever it is he does, like whatever instrument. He's like, this is what I do to, you know, let people know this is what I do. And it just seemed really exhausting to me. It seemed so exhausting. Um, and I was like, man, is this what, it, you know, and that was, and that was also within that period of feeling lonely and depressed and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so it was just kind of a culmination of just like, man, if this is what this is, this is going to be rough. You know, again, trust trying to power through. So I tried it, but it was just like, um, it, it just, it, it wasn't me. And, and, and once I found out, um, once I was able, I won't say about it, but once I was able to be in a situation where I could just be myself and people were, could get, you know, were able to get to know me just Lorenzo and things that I'm interested in, you know, and, and music is a part of that. So I love talking music. Um, I love talking about music and I love talking about different art forms and, and, and kind of what, you know, makes those things go. But, uh, you know, it's really developing those relationships, getting to know somebody, getting to know their families, getting to know, Hey man, mm-hmm. you know, what, what have you been dealing with this? You know, cause they're in, in, in those situations, where those other aspects of what it is that I love and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, my gift and the work were able to blossom out of that stuff. That was the most um, key thing, um, you know, just hanging, just hanging got me further than going and doing all of the, the different things, you know just hanging got you further than doing all the other things i like that I, it makes it so much easier uh but okay so let's talk a little bit about music or projects what kind of projects are you working on you got coming up that you're excited about absolutely uh so i'm working on a song now um with some great people um i was able to write a song um co-write with my friend robbie robbie valderrama oh yeah uh and um, another friend, Leslie Jordan, and we wrote a great song. Uh, and we're work. I'm we're, I'm in the middle of working with my friend Chase Chase Weber. Do you know Chase Weber? From Gnome. Um, yeah, yeah. And from Gnome Studio. From Gnome Studio. And um, we are putting that together now. I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'm working toward um, releasing a. Uh, um, a series of songs not necessarily I wanted to do an EP early on but uh, it's and it still probably end up being that but I want to release some songs over the course of time that uh, are related to a central theme so I'm in the midst, midst of kind of working on that uh, um, my uh, it's, it's, it's that it goes back to that same conversation of feeling like you can do things on your own um, and that it was been this season has been a real testament to uh uh reaching out and 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 letting others help allowing others to help me build what it is that i'm trying to build uh you know spend a lot of time spend a lot people can spend a lot of time like overthinking the the moment i was like okay how can i get this done this is what i need to get this done yeah but really again the same thing uh just hanging and having those relationships just let itself into hey let's work on this and it's been so easy uh it's been so easy in turn hard work but uh natural if that, if that makes sense uh it's been natural just flow into you know 
working with my friend Chase, you know, being able to, you know, do some work at no, it, it's been so, and he, he's really been helping me out a lot. So I'm excited about that. Um, um, well, I always see the stuff you guys post when y'all collabing, collaborating. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this, this is awesome. I, I love the people who just kind of bounce off each other. And, and yeah. um, there's others who have asked me to help them with like voices. Like, just let me know. I'll, I'll gladly give you my raspy baritone and sing Ooh, along. I but Ooh, I might need some of that myself. Let me know. But <laughs> here's the here's here's the funny thing though, because when I first got here, I didn't come for the music. I was actually on my way to Atlanta to do film. And getting that because that, that was something that I love doing, um, uh, and actually now the opportunities are opening up for me to get back involved is in the front of the cameras as opposed Ooh. to behind the cameras. But, favorite movie, quick. Uh, my favorite movie. <sighs> you know what? People judge me for this, but I've always been a fan of Kevin Costner. And growing up, my favorite movie as a kid was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Ooh, it's got him. It's got Morgan Freeman. Um, it's got the. I forgot who, what his name was. The guy who played Professor Snape's. Um, yeah, I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. I, just, I, I like that movie. The soundtrack was amazing for that. Uh, and, um, and that was like my favorite one growing up. That and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first oh, one. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. watched that. I'm a big movie movie guy. So I, that's, I know. If I, went, if I didn't, even in music, like that's my probably the other thing that I would love to find a way into it. I love movies. Yeah, great. But anyway. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you you've got them plenty. You've been interviewed plenty with uh with Drew in oh, uh, yeah. M- Movies and Mochas that oh, podcast, yeah. which oh, yeah. uh, we got to put a plug in for that too. Yeah. Uh but oh, yeah, so but I've been here and I did have some friends that I kind of met through my training cuz I went to like a kind of a acting model music training thing back in in texas but through them through the networking through them i met people from georgia and other areas and some had moved here to to nashville and one of my friends glenn was really involved in the music circuit and like hey i'll i'll I'll, mind i have a song or two i've written and um, i have a story about like my first meeting with a music person here and how it didn't go well my first week here and i wanted to give up but my dad gave me the best advice ever. He he said, basically, son, life has no flavor without both high moments and low moments. Wow. And I was dumbstruck by that because I was expecting him to say, hey, it's okay. You tried. Come home. And and me just not answering him, he just kind of chuckled. And he's like, all right, let me introduce, let me explain to you in terms you might get better. He goes, life is like a piano. You have black keys and white keys to play major notes and minor notes. He goes, and you can play a, a whole song in minor notes or you can play a whole song in major notes, but it's when you learn to co- combine the two that you create a beautiful melody, a beautiful wow. sound. And he goes, if, once you learn to use that, you can appreciate the good and the bad because the bad gives you appreciation for the good. The good gives you hope when you're going through the bad. And my dad taught me how to p- play piano, so that made sense. After that, I wrote one of my uh, a song that like has been a favorite when I used to play live called My Life's a Piano. Mm. Uh, I'll send you. A, it's on YouTube somewhere. I'll send you a link if you want to check it out. But uh, it, it was just. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, said all that. That 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 helped me. But but going to these songwriter rounds. You know, I even had for about a year. I had my own uh, showcase that a venue would give me once a month. I'd bring in people that I met, and we would. Pl- I'd let them play like half an hour of their music, another half hour of their music, and I would like be sandwiched in between with like 15-minute segments, and it became a great showcase. And I was always bringing you people that I was meeting at the songwriter rounds. Uh, the venue loved that I was doing this all up until they had to shut down. But I was at a point where I realized 
I didn't have the drive that my friends were to be going out there and doing show after show after show. It didn't turn me on doing that. I played, I I sang, I did the stuff because it's more therapeutic. The performance aspect, I enjoyed it. I just didn't have that hustle mentality that, well, I got to do until this becomes my life. And that's when I realized, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to not have that. They have that. I don't have that. Let me keep seeking my purpose until I find out what it is that I'll be like, this is something that I will burn the midnight oil working on that's right uh, and, and so so no but i can respect the grind i can respect the music people who are going out there and doing it for me music is therapy and joy or if people ask me to do worship i will jo- gladly do it but i'm just not there trying to to hustle and and and, and make that work for me i let god do it i guess like you when it comes yeah. to friends i'm just gonna hang and do it so when it comes to music i'm just available and wherever they need me to plug in jump in i'll plug in jump in yeah kind of situation and and that's that and 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 that's the um that's that's the freeing part of it like being able to find out man what is the thing like i love listening to other people in other industries talk about their their talk about whatever's in there i don't know have you ever listened to an athlete talk about their sport they talk about it with such meticulous detail and it's and it's really uh, things that if i love it you know if if you're like a casual basketball fan in your mind you know man this person is great uh and you're like man this person is just great at what they do and they must be naturally gifted but a person who was truly great is the person that was able to uh, uh essentially discover the science behind it so that that way they have a, a way. So I say that to say this: uh, the, the 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 true gift is finding that thing that that you would burn the midnight oil for, the thing that you really would do if nobody gave you anything or did anything to do. Mm. And if you can find a way to translate that into a career, then I mean that's the ultimate. Uh, you know, uh, so. Yeah, I, I think it's really great that you discover, like, you know, especially in a city like Nashville, where <laughs> everything is, everybody's trying to kind of chase, you know, chase, chase after that thing, you know, where you're able to discover, like, you know what, I, I like music, but, you know, I think I, I you know, I, you know I, I like doing this. I'll do a couple shows every now and again, but it's not the, you know, it's not the thing that I love, but. You know that's that's encouraging in and of itself to just outside of, you know just to, to to have the moment of it's okay. A lot yeah. of times we kind of lose that. It's okay that this isn't my passion. You know, um, I love music and I love the idea of I love being out at shows and 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 it's you know every night doing. I love that. I love leading worship. Leading worship for me is one of the, my favorite things. Like so, when you see mm-hmm. you always you know joking me about you know, uh, bouncing around the stage, all that energy on stage. And it's really because, <laughs> and because what's funny is that's not really my personality outside of that space, but there's, it's almost something that transform, like it's something that comes out when I'm there. So it's, it's, it's just a true love. And so, uh, I could do it every day, but, uh, but there's other aspects of, other things. I'm the same way. But, I mean, this is cool. I like that. I don't know what I, I uh oh, I just lost you. 
Yeah, I lost your audio just like that. Am I back? Okay. Uh, yeah, let's come back. back. All right, you're good. Uh, yeah, it's just those same moments of, uh, you know, if, if I were to be working on a movie, I probably would be like, you know what, I don't want to be doing this for six hours. I don't want to be doing this for 12 hours. But, yeah. No, totally. And you know what the funny thing is? Looking into the service aspect of what I do as a director, I do, I can do that. I enjoy directing and doing camera operations such uh, and, and there's times where i like i feel like uh i don't want to serve today why did i agree to serve today but once i show up and i bring the energy that i do i think most I, i've been doing a lot of self-search and figure out why is it that i enjoy this so much i'm not sure so much the camera part of it or even the directing part it's the part that i get to pour into those who are serving under me like my yeah. camera operators i'm constantly encouraging them i'm constantly pointing out to them i'm 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 highlighting and and praising the good work that they bring and if they need help with something i'm giving them um direction i'm giving them um just uh, uh examples and helping to train them to try things differently push them a little and, and and they grow like every service they come up to me like thank you for showing me this or thank you for helping me doing this thank you for saying this and i think that for me is like where i get the most joy out of the leadership quality that i get from pouring into others because that is something that is a part of me as is as yeah. in ministry because even when i was on a film set when i was doing my thing whatever i'd learned and if there's like someone who just is starting i would walk them through pour into them there's been times like behind or in between scenes when we're like at the craft table just snacking that we're just talking life and i'm pouring and encouraging people around me and to me that's ministry to me oh. it's a chance to, to, to pour into others and, and so i like that's kind of where, where I love, I, I like I said, I love that aspect that, that got opened up for me whenever I was doing that, and I want to get back into it. I've been feeling the burn, the urge to get back to, into it. The only reason I stopped is because I started looking around me. I started looking at the natural and saying, well, you know what? This doesn't make sense, so I better start acting in a way that makes sense. I need to start acting like, like the people are supposed to behave. And don't get me wrong, God opened up doors. That's why I started working at TPAC as a technical director, being a yeah. responsible job. I was still in the industry, and but um, up to a point where guys like, all right, uh, three years is enough. Now let's get you back to what you what I really called you to. So it's been scary, exciting for this new season coming in. Also with my business as a speaker, that's a whole another a desire that was that I had to tuck away for a while because Ooh. I was listen. I was trying to do things the proper way. Uh, yeah. And and instead of Holy Spirit, and don't get me wrong, Holy Spirit's been with me ever since. The way God blessed me and used me, regardless of doing or, or just doing this, because He is good. He's a good God. Yeah. And and that's 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 been amazing. But I think now it's time for He's like, all right, cool. You were faithful, even though you were in a place where you really didn't want to be or choose to be, but you just did it. Goes now. Let let's see how how much. I can expand you or can bless you in something that you that does bring you joy and you can be who you were created to be. It's It's been such an amazing journey, adventure on my behalf. Again, Lorenzo, I can talk all day about myself, but today is about you. <laughs> bro, you're helping me, bro. That is, You're 100% right. Because, um, I mean, even going back to <clears throat> coming to TV Co., you know, I spent most of my life leading worship and and, and things like that. And so, but I spent, uh, it was a couple years, uh, 18, 20, 
2020 was the first time I ever stepped foot on, you know, to lead worship at, at, our, at our church. Uh, I spent two years not, uh, that's not, you know, I spent, I, I was going back and forth to other churches, leading worship at other churches, but I didn't jump into leading worship right away um, at, at church. And it was such a, the, the beginning of that was, man, like, obviously you go to, you come to TV Co and, you know, high energy, it's a great environment. <clears throat> People are great. You would love to be a part of that. You would love to jump in and, 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 and you know, use your gifts in that way. But I spent some time just kind of sitting, just like you. Uh, it's just kind of sitting before I served. And in any way, whether it was stage managing or, you know, I spent some time just kind of sitting. Yeah. And I was able to um, reconcile and understand and, and, and grow my relationship with God in that time. And that was the best part. And so to, where I thought the um, apex of my ministry and the apex of who I am was leading worship, where I found out was really the the most impactful times and the most, um, you know, uh, moving times and, and most impactful times that I've had with people was doing this, was just talking. And, and, and so it's just, you're right. The ministry was really at the snack table. It was going to get coffee, going to get lunch. Those moments were more impactful to me than any anything anybody sang or preached or anything like that. Um, especially to me, and this is just my opinion, uh, growing up in church, you've, I've heard a ton of messages. And there's always new revelations <laughs> to be gained in, in preaching. And so I, I love preaching, which is really the thing that glued me to TB Co. It really, really wasn't, the worship was phenomenal. The worship was like at the max. But it was really the strength of the preaching that really was like, I think this is where I want to. Uh, this is where I want to be. This was. This is. This. This place is going to grow me spiritually and all that. But Ooh. the conversations that I start having with different people and hearing their life and then their story and you know the thing you know you see you, you get in touch with people that do all these great things as far as a job, but they have such. Uh, enriching and powerful stories, things like you know, I mean, you went through that, you've had those feelings, I've had those feelings, you you dealt with, it. so those moments were truly, truly the most moving times, um, and 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 and, they'll, and that's where I've decided to put the emphasis. You know, that's where the emphasis is. Same as you, it's just like mm. I were, you know, it's great leading worship and doing music and blah blah blah, blah but the really where I want to pour into people is just having conversation and really learning the lives of people and being able to allow God to minister through that. Lorenzo, on this show, that's what we call Rockstar Gold. You've been <laughs> dropping, my man. Yes, relationships, it's it's simple but yet powerful. Yep. Uh, what you can learn from others, but will also what you not only what you can pour into others, but what you learn that you can pour into others. Mm -hmm. uh, you realize you become an expert because of what you've gone through. You've allowed yourself to grow through, go through, grow through, and now you've come out and you can help others walk through. 
that. Yeah. Ooh, that's a point right there. You go through it, you grow through it, and now you can help others walk through it. Anyway. Preach it. You preach it. That's a, a talk that I'm going to give eventually. <laughs> but um, you know what? The time, man, this time just flew by, but yeah, I yeah. do want to ask you my favorite questions if you're ready, my man. Let's do it. All right. Well, the first question I'd like to ask every one of my my rock star guests is what are um, what are uh, habits or or disciplines that have become a day to day in your in your in your every day? Sure. Um, well, um, every day that 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 um, I try to. Uh, that, that I'm every day that I'm up, I, 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 I'm always looking for new inspiration. Every day I probably have some sort of song idea that I have that I, that I take. Not that you have to conjure it up or try to, um, but I try to at least do some sort of have some sort of idea every day. And then uh, I've slacked off at this recently, but I try to really take spend time, uh, you know, practicing guitar and things like that every day. Um, I need. I slacked off a little bit. I've been gone for a week. I didn't take my guitar. Uh, I was out of town, but uh, yeah, things like that. So you let out your creative. You know you have creativeness in you, and you search to bring it out, and you keep honing on your skills. I can mm-hmm. respect that. I I can totally respect that. Yeah. Now you know that there's a lot of people who are going to be checking out my show. And they're like excited to in their life. Maybe they're going through loneliness or whatever. But what piece of advice can you offer up my 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 audience that they can take and run with it to help them become a better version of themselves or become a future rock stars? Well, uh, the biggest thing that I can say is uh, the moment you discover. Uh, that thing that that you love the moment that you discover that thing that you love and what god has put inside of you which is tied to uh your calling uh is is going to change your life and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be you know michael jackson you know it doesn't mean that but when you find what it is that that thing that God put inside of you, it's gone, and, and, and it's there. It's and you don't really have to conjure up and go on a forty day fast to find it. It's really the natural. Thirty nine really, days is enough. Yeah, that, that whatever that natural thing, that natural thing that you gravitate towards through, God put that in there. Mm. It wasn't anything that you you did. It was in there when you before before you were born. God planted that seed, and Water that, water that seed, and grow it, and and and, and really, um, and really uh, allow God to 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 move you forward in that. And the other pieces, what we already talked about, really uh, learn to develop true relationships, and out of that, everything else will will, will flourish. Yeah, genuine relationships. No, that's good. That is good. Yeah, that's you know what don't everyone you have a purpose 
and it's up to, i mean you got the 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 right to 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 search and figure out and take risk and, and just go for go it and for attempt it. it and if it's not for you like all right cool now let's know that's one thing that i don't want to do and you can keep going until you find the right purpose for you but you know i, I right now when you mentioned about like the god planted the desires into you i i i wholeheartedly believe that scripture where it says, or that promise, I call them promises. When the promise says that the Lord will answer the desires of your heart, I believe the reason he does that is because he's the one who planted those desires to begin with. Especially when we come into into our faith and we, we confess and we, we we receive him as a savior, like his spirit enters into us. And, you know, there's a scripture that says that he reveals the secrets of the Lord to you. Uh, mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit reveals the the secrets of the universe, because we have at that point we have the mind of Christ. So the thoughts that are coming to me, the the ideas, the dreams that are coming to me are God sized yeah. dreams, are God sized desires. So of course those desires are the ones that He wants to answer in you, so that He can be glorified through lifting you up. Because the the higher the more you you glorify Him, the higher He'll lift you up because you keep bringing more glory to Him. But anyway, that's that's we're not here to preach, but that's just inspiring promises that just came to mind from what the comment that you just shared right now and the last thing i'll say before we go is about fear mm. and i heard bishop jake say this one one time uh, he jake. said yeah i love bishop jake he said uh in essence this is not a quote but in essence the fear is is going to be there the fear you're, you're going to feel whatever it is that you're trying to do especially if god put it there is massive and, and god's god's my, the bible says that uh my ways are higher than your ways my thoughts are higher than your thoughts so yeah. anytime that god implants something into you if it seems too big and too much for you to do in your own then that's how that's a good indication that is it's, it's a god thing which means that he intends for you to not do it on your own for him to to, 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 to give you the strength and the grace to do it. So in terms of fear, even though you have that fear, and this is something that I've had to overcome, I'm sure Hosef had, had to overcome, and a lot of people that we talk uh, talk to and, and, and really connect with, and I've talked to people who toured the world, I've talked to people who, have, who do it at the highest of levels. The biggest thing was they felt the fear and did it anyway mm. and, and, and 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 that's really where it is the, the 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 biggest thing to overcome that you'll have to overcome in your life is is you and so uh it's not you know it's not the devil it's not it's not any you know you are your the, the biggest thing that you have you're the greatest hurdle you'll ever have to overcome and if you can if if you can beat you you're a rock star Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Rockstar. <laughs> I need to get a little soundboard. Uh, like the stream deck we have at church, so I can start putting some sound bites. Yeah. Man, Lorenzo, you have given us some Rockstar gold. You've given us some great uh, tips, and not importantly, but you shared your story. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being here today. Um, let's go ahead, and I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, don't go anywhere. Um, I'm actually, I'm just gonna keep you up here. Actually, I'll, uh, let me just highlight me, but you're still on, so we'll be able to hear you. 
I just want to say uh, thank you, everyone who showed up to listen to episode 42, an interview the rock star featuring Lorenzo Bell. He is a rock star musician. He is a rock star songwriter. He is a rock star minister. He is a rock star baller basketballer y'all and he came and he brought some gold to you guys hey rock star oh sorry hey rock star is a show affiliated with low budget productions those of you if you have um facebook or um let's see if you have facebook or twitter and um go ahead and just check them out if you like podcasts it's a great place to listen to new podcasts if you're interested in being a podcast yourself reach out to us We've walked the walk, and we can help you get your your, your footing so that we can uh, you can start telling your story. And uh, speaking on that, um, I just remembered something, Lorenzo. Oops, there we go. Boom. Uh, last question: If you want to be found, my friend, how can our audience find you? Yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Instagram is uh, Renzo Baylor, R-E-N-Z-O-B-A-Y-L-O-R. Same as Twitter. Um, And on Facebook, Lorenzo Baylor Jr. uh, Facebook. But yeah, you can find me in any of those places. Sweet. And uh, if you're watching this now, um, out on on the Hey Rockstar Instagram, I would have followed Lorenzo, so you can easily find him because the the Hey Rockstar Twitter, uh, not Twitter, uh, Instagram is just uh, the only people I'm following are people who have been guests on my show to make it easier for my audience to find them and follow them on those platforms. But once again, um, just thank you everyone for showing up today on this beautiful beautiful Thursday. Um, just uh, any final thoughts before I go ahead and officially close the show down? Uh, none that come to mind, but I am going to put my shades on. Put the shades on. Put the shades on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this has been episode 41, Interview with Rockstar. We ask you to just take all this value that you listen to take it and apply it to your disciplines so that then you can go and become the rock star of your industry Um, thank you all for uh, letting us into your homes thank you for letting us into your cars but also thank you for letting us into your hearts so until next time all the way from nashville tennessee i am josafat emiliano this is Lorenzo, and then right there you can see Miguel. And um, we just want you to know until next time, we want you to have much love and many blessings. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Look at you accomplishing things. <laughs> like the podcast? Then try catching us live next time. For now, the Hey Rockstar live stream is aired every Thursday. Hey Rockstar is affiliated with Low Budget Productions. Go to Facebook, like and follow LBP's page to learn more about the other amazing podcasts under their umbrella. The energetic rock background music is by Anwar Amar, also known as Music Today 80. Josafat Emiliano is a keynote speaker and mentor. To connect and invite him for your next event, go to his Instagram and direct message him at Josafat Emiliano. That is J-O-S-A-F-A-T. 
E-M-I-L-I-A-N-O. So take the big five and go live life as a rock star.